coming through the wrong mic though. Sounds I don't like think we're so. getting the same echo. I, I heard an echo. Talk, keep talking. Echo, echo. No, he's coming through the mic. Alright. I mean, he still this sounds like shit conversation, man. he's got to get that soundproof padding in the room if he wants to take this you, thing seriously. You tell me that, that Celtics banner didn't cart. make the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's go see. It's a work in progress in here. But uh, yeah, next on my list is the uh, are those little cubes, those little foam cubes I'm just going to put all over the place. You dressed up for us, huh? You got a polo on? No, I got back from work later than normal so I, I just finished eating not that long ago so I'm just hey we going can't forget to, for business Adam, casual for adam to tell his story oh yeah so, i forgot about that completely yeah. forgot about that till you said it oh, so good. yeah <laughs> um all right so I, I don't know that we have like too many like big storylines um i've got a bunch of headlines i was trying to find like good headlines music for uh what I'm going to label as my segment of the show. Ooh, hey, you know, new segment had, alert. You know what we haven't had in a while is... Um, Are we doing that today? What? Doing what today? The, the music thing? No, no, no. The no, music I was thing? Saying, no. no I, was oh, trying, okay. I was saying I, I need to find like, you know, breaking, you know, our headline, like for my segment called Headlines, I want to find like headlines themed music. Oh, you know I, mean? I see. Like, okay. Uh, Jared still looking like he's lost. So, um, the internet keeps crapping out. You guys are choppy. You're choppy. Yeah, it's. I think it's my internet. I don't know why. I don't know much I can do about it. I've got. Through. I got a lot of complaints from Adam's mouse clicking around. I, I just was reminded of it because I could hear Jared's. Oh, a lot of complaints about Adam just clicking around the mouse. When was I clicking the mouse? I don't know. It must have been when you were doing your Stay Oh, woke. yeah. No, I, I, it must have been the music thing. I, you know, actually know what happened when you... <laughs> actually, when, I know when, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I do. I just remembered because I as, as soon as we started recording last week, I remember saying to myself, fuck, I didn't pick any music. So I was going through trying to find my music and that must have been it. There we go. Finding whatever song you picked that neither of us had ever heard of. I don't remember what it was. Something, something, something. The, flame, the, flaming, the flaming lips. lips. Yeah. The flaming lips. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so I don't know when it was. I think it was uh, this past weekend. I sent you guys a picture of my TV screen. And it was CNN. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been so, extremely bored to have that on. Holy shit, dude. It was painful. So I'm watching it and... Um, like semi paying attention and they're talking about the Arizona ballot audit that's happening, which I, I didn't know was a thing. I, I know. No. Like, you know, <laughs> well, I, I don't ask me fucking why that's going on, but you know, I, I started to like pay attention and tell me if this sounds familiar. So I was just like jotting down things that they were saying about the process. They were saying like criticizing the fact that, people weren't outside people weren't allowed in to like you know watch over the ballot audit process there was no security there was no like check biases so they had some story that they were talking about where some guy that was a part of the audit was like this big trump fan and he was 
there at the uh, Capitol riot. So, like, how can we trust people that are counting these ballots? And, like, basically going on to say, without saying it, that if anything were to come out of this, it can't be trusted. This like, is still that, tied to sound... the presidential election? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, give it up C- CNN, like, get a life. How <laughs> Talk are you about covering grasping, this? grasping at straws at this point. Well, what, what, but what is that? What do those, like, things remind you of? Like, people talking about that. Like, people talking about those things. It reminds is, me of Trump saying it exactly. was stolen election. Yeah. It, it remind, I was like, dude, those are literally like line by line the exact reasons that like these fucking idiots, you know, convinced everybody that there was something sketchy going on. Talking about, oh, people aren't allowed in. Like, what the fuck? You know, that's not that's not. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, and then, oh, we looked this person up because we found their name and like they're they're they voted Democrat. Yeah. Or or, no, no, I'm I'm talking like they had stories about like the people that were counting ballots. You know, they would figure out like, you know, they would dock somebody and figure out, oh, this was the person involved in the Pennsylvania, you know, um, counting. And, oh, they voted Democrat the last however many years, you know, is that and then. I mean, no security, security issues, security failures with ballot. I mean, I was like, this is exactly the MAGA messaging for the election. I was like, these people are doing it on air, talking about this ballot audit process. So I was like, I Why? get, like, I get the two di- wildly different things, but like, how do you not? How are they not like, like understanding that they're doing the same exact thing to yeah. this process that Trump did for the election? They, they don't it's care. Fucking bizarre. Why do they even care about this ballot audit? This presidency was determined months ago. They're not going to change it. So the the next three segments, or I, I just made a note of it. I didn't make note of exactly what they were. But the next three full segments I watched before I threw my screen, like te- uh, remote at the screen and broke my television were like just all about how bad Republicans are. I mean, there was like almost like it was very little substance, very little like actual news. It was just very much focused on like January 6th and, you know, this election stuff and how awful these people are. It's almost June. Holy (laughs) shit, dude. Like, no wonder why. And and, and again, like, you know, we played some clips here about Fox just going on these deranged tangents. Yeah, same thing. Our media is just fucking awful. It's it's funny. <laughs> it's funny when you say that, Ty. Though, how, like it's like literally identical to what Trump was saying. But in their minds, when Trump says it, it's attacking democracy. It's threatening democracy. When CNN brings it up, they're defending democracy and they're trying to uphold our democratic values by doing so. Right. Like I don't know what what formal role like ballot audits play in <laughs> you know the the Constitution or you know whatever, but. You know, it was just like, dude, you guys are just rolling out the same fucking like and it was their it was it was you could tell it was very much like their opinions of these things. Like, hey, there there was no security here. It was like, you know, some some woman reporting from Arizona and she you know, they're bringing all these things up. They're not even referencing like, oh, these are concerns that people in the you know community have raised. It's them bringing up these things, <laughs> them saying, hey, we we figured out who this guy is and like. He's a supporter of Trump, like, and he's involved in this audit process. I was just like, oh, Jesus shit. Christ. It's funny because, like, you can also, like, you, you almost want to, like, sit these people down and, like, we are, we get it. Like, 
around the time of January 6th. That was pretty significant. The whole, the, the whole election thing, like everyone was talking about the fraud on both sides. But you could also just, I don't know, cover move current on. events. Yeah, and like, move on. Yeah, move, well, definitely move on. But also like there's news to be talked about. There's stuff happening yeah, going on every day a lot going on. <laughs> around the world that like, it's, it's not like, I'm sure that they're looking around in these rooms. Like we always joke about with these like big meetings about what to talk about. I'm sure they're probably like, fuck, like there really is. It's been a dead few months. We got nothing. It's I just topics just, they don't want to touch with a 10 foot yeah. pole. The only thing is going on. But I mean, there are some non-controversial things that they can talk about. I'm sure. They, they can they can find something but they they just are so accustomed like you know we talk about the the whole the whole Trump derangement syndrome or whatever you want to call it where that was their content for four I years mean, I mean and they're now all they're of a sudden desperate now too I mean how many stories have we seen you know and numbers come out about how their ratings have legit like plummeted. You know what it reminds you know what it reminds me of how ESPN still only tweets about LeBron. Like he'll be out <laughs> for the season and all their tweets are about LeBron and they're like Westbrook or like Right, because it's like who drives the clicks, who drives the stories. So they they just get obsessed. Like they have yeah. some data that says, okay, LeBron's got gives us our best engagement, yeah. pump LeBron content. And they're doing the exact same thing with this. Yeah. Like the amount of Westbrook content I've seen over the last two weeks oh, of these stupid triple doubles, it's like, guys. We get it. He plays on bad teams, puts up stupid stats, and they never win. We've been doing this for 10 years. Why are you acting like this is big news? The other thing. Hey, uh, on that topic, I'm not going to change the topic, but we should talk about uh, Liz Cheney and her getting attacked for standing up against Stop the Steal. I think that's a pretty big deal. Okay. Good of you to bring I, it up uh, 15 I, uh, minutes into the I was show just going to say, dude, really like it's 6.58. I'm getting ready, and I see, oh, we should talk about this. We should talk about <laughs> now this. Now his mind gets jogging, and he's like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. All these- I needed some food right after dinner. Boom. Got some salmon in the belly. Just fire <laughs> on all cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Um, we we didn't talk about it too, too much on this show, but um, obviously you guys recall the CIA recruitment video. Yeah, I watched that it. That was went all over the internet. Did you watch it, Adam? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so it was all about cringe. Doesn't even do the do it justice. Oh yeah, it was painful. <laughs> I mean, it was all about just promoting the CIA as like being a diverse, equitable, you know, representing all these different. It was very much identitarian, right? I mean, the whole video was kind of that, <laughs> right? And I don't know if you guys saw it, but Kalinsky had a fucking hilarious like reaction that he put out to it. I figured we No, I didn't. I figured we played just a little bit of it here. Oh wait, I gotta share my screen. Boop. 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 There we go. Oh, my chair is broken. <laughs> Your brand new chair? Uh, no. Not so now you see what's going on here. And by the way, this is not going to stop. So this is the CIA's doing it. The FBI is going to do it. The Democratic Party has been doing it for the longest time. I'm not for Medicare for all. I'm not for free college. I'm not for a living wage. I'm not for ending the wars. I'm not for ending the drug war and freeing the nonviolent drug offenders. I'm not for any of the actual policies that are important and would fix the country and make everything better. But I will say the word intersectional. And I will give you my pronouns in my bio. And uh, I will 
create an identity around my generalized anxiety disorder and make you feel like I'm relatable. Dude, so is so is spot on. <laughs> I will, you know, say I'm on the LGBTQ spectrum or I'm cisgender or you know, I I believe in diversity and I have people of color in my family or I'm a person of color. They will give you everything when it comes to labels, social issues. And by the way, it's layers that the CIA is doing the Democratic Party trick. I believe in diversity. I'm strong. I'm proud. I'm a daughter of immigrants. I'm a woman of color. I'm perfectly made. I'm proud of me. I'm a cisgender millennial. I have generalized anxiety disorder. I'm intersectional. I despise the patriarchy. And by the way, my main job is going to be to press the button on the drones that blows up innocent people overseas. <laughs> I that, that's that. the that before I per perfect that. video dude that's everything yeah. we've tried to say a million times uh, yeah i thought that just hit the nail on the fucking head there it really is it's uh, a, the i'll just always think of the meme of the plane dropping bombs with the black lives yep. matter and rainbow <laughs> flag on it i'll just always think of that when moments like this uh. Like, like in their minds, those are the key pressing issues that need to be addressed or just talked about or identified with. And everything else is just secondary because it's they're just the easy topics. To I was talk just saying the other yeah. ones are hard to do and they're not going to come yeah. anytime soon with a lot of help in Congress and a lot of support from like the states and stuff. But that other stuff you, you put he, she, they, whatever cis shit, um, in your, <laughs> shit. In, in your Twitter bio and Hey, box check. I'm good. Right, you, hey, you, you abstain. You're abstain from criticism from woke Twitter. Yeah, wow, close we one. Dodged a bullet there. God, I love the CIA. <laughs> like they they came out with this thing, um, this poll. Uh, you know, Republicans versus Democrats. Who trusts? Who has more trust in certain institutions and whatnot? Some of them were actually like kind of surprising. Like the CDC, it actually, it was it was near identical. Like Republicans and Democrats having faith and trust in them, um, where you would have thought that would have been skewed more. But the FBI and the CIA, like Democrats, were all the way on one side. Republicans were like all the way on the other, in terms of trust. Like <laughs> Democrats had a, had a lot of trust and faith uh, in the in the CIA and FBI. Republicans not so much. So well, I'm sure after their that marketing video, video worked. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying, I'm sure after that video, you know, they're good now. They're, they're, uh... they're going to have people. Could you imagine these social justice warriors surviving in the CIA, being CIA operatives? People who, if they don't get called the right pronoun, cry, and we want them to go be CIA operatives. Nobody thought this through, huh? Well, it's it's more probably like they don't actually want people. No, to that. definitely not. They they just yeah want to. They just want to pretend. Signal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They want to put up this facade they like they do at want. Me and how great I am. <laughs> That's just all that fucking video is. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to our near weekly Joy Reid segment. Um, I saw I saw this actually like late today and threw it on there. Um, but I, I figured we'd all appreciate this as a running theme of the show. Oh. And their allies over at the BS factory are obsessed. The GQP and their allies over at the BS factory are obsessed with lying about critical race theory. Roughly a dozen Republican states have passed or introduced vague legislation that prohibits critical race theory or divisive concepts, whatever that means. 
fairly hypocritical for the party that freaks out about faux censorship and cancel culture to cancel an idea that they just don't like. But why let logic get in the way of their culture wars? Just yesterday, the Tennessee General Assembly banned teaching critical race theory in that state. And Arizona is on its way to doing the same, threatening to fine teachers who are already underpaid $5,000 if they break the law. None of this should shock you. Why would the Republican Party want to have a factual conversation about race, gender, and equity when their most pressing issue today is pushing the big lie? Joining me now is John Meacham, presidential historian and host of the Fate of Fact podcast, which I'm excited about. Um, and John, you know, I, I, Nicole Hannah-Jones, uh, of this behind the 1619 podcast, yeah. <laughs> a series of books by W.B. Du Bois, which I thought were so spot on. I, I can't quote them, but I'll paraphrase them. That history is one of two things. It's either information or it's a palliative to sort of create, you know, patriotism and make people feel good. To me, American history has been taught as the latter all of my adult life and way long before that. Why do you think people are freaking out so much that people want to teach it as accurate fact? As accurate fact. So she's saying critical race theory is fact. Actual it's not an fact. opinion. It's not a theory, despite the fact that it's called critical race <laughs> theory. It's fact. What's the fact part? Do we know? So, what part of that is indisputable and provable? So, I, I, I wanted to like under. I, I looked up after I saw that. I was like, I just looked up on the internet. Like, what are the core principles of critical race theory? And there actually are five core principles of critical race theory. Of course, the, there are. The first. Uh, so, as, as a headline, they say. Critical race theory asks us to consider how we can transform the relationship between race, racism, and power and work toward the liberation of people of color. So that's okay. just a headline there. Number one. Oh, that, that's not even a core value. Nope. That's a headline. Not even a core. Oh. That's just an overarching <laughs> umbrella statement. <laughs> okay. We uh, need a PowerPoint for this. Founding principle number one is the centrality and intersectionality of racism. So again, we remember that we are dealing with actual fact, according to Joy Reid. Racism exists everywhere in American life, from within our own thoughts to our personal relationships to our places of work. Critical race uh, theory says that racism isn't just actions of individuals, but that's embedded in institutions, systems, and culture. It's our way of life. Okay. Bold, bold statement. Hey. Actual fact, though. Yeah, fact. Easy not, not disputable. The challenge to dominant ideology. Um, in, in, in law and other arenas, there is a belief that concepts like new, neutrality, objectivity, colorblindness, and meritocracy... There is a belief that those you know, concepts like neutrality, objectivity, colorblindness, and meritocracy can be fully actualized. Critical race theory says not so fast. Ooh. How can one truly be neutral on issues of race when racism is baked into the fabric of America? Hard, hard question to ask there. Actual hard, hard question to answer. Three, the commitment to social justice. Four, the importance of ex, uh, ex, experiential knowledge. And five, the use of interdisciplinary perspective. It's 
any of this sound at all like it's based in anything other than just theory? Nope. <laughs> mm, that's going to be a hard no. So, I mean, you know, people watching your show are going out and being like, oh, God, like these states are just disgusting, despicable, trying to make it so we can't teach the absolute facts <laughs> that are the 1619 project and critical race theory. It's like unfucking believable. Jesus Christ. So, another gem from Joy Reid. Another gem. We got another gem here. Now, Ooh. you're not going to hear her speaking. You're going to hear her not speaking and not interrupting, which is really what's egregious about this clip. But this is actually, this is a real fucking clip on MSNBC. And it's really, it's really something hearing those comments from President George W. Bush. I've been thinking to myself this whole time, you know, Al Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, the Taliban. The people who wanted to do harm to our nation and to our way of life and our democracy, they got nothing on what this Republican Party is doing. The idea that a member of their party, of their leadership, whose last name is Cheney, could be purged from their leadership for telling the truth about January 6th. It's still about this fucking January 6th. Oh, my God. Get the fuck I mean, over I mean, This clip goes on for another... Like, he he just goes... I mean, that was the most insane statement. But, like, he goes he goes on, and, and Joy Reid's just sitting there nodding, like, agreeing. Like, you're fucking absolutely right. Nailed it. Osama bin Laden. It's really something hearing those comments from President George W. Bush. I've been thinking to myself this whole time, you know, Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, the Taliban... The people who wanted to do harm to our nation and to our way of life and our democracy, they got nothing on what this Republican Party is doing. (laughs) (laughs) This is the same George W. Bush that said his biggest concern right now is with lying. And he lied us into the Iraq (laughs) war we've been in for 20 years. Killing thousands of American lives. (laughs) And tens of thousands of innocent Iraqis. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? These like hearing segments like that. Not to make another comparison to ESPN, but dude, this is no different than like first take. So you, like, you know Stephen A. Smith doesn't even believe what he's saying half the time, but they just give him a high five of the yeah, commercial just, break. Great rant, dude. Way to get him amped up. It's like, just like that's shock a, value. That that was a shock it sure value. Sure is statement. shock value, absolutely. Ridiculous. I mean, who could be sitting on their couch watching that? I don't care how staunchly Democrat you are. Like, who could sit there and not say, "Whoa, wait, what did he just say?" Excuse me, right? <laughs> what? Um, sorry. Oh God. We also have to remember, though, this is the same group of people that think that January sixth was the the greatest attack on our democracy since the Civil War. So <laughs> that, that came directly from the top. Yeah, we have to keep that in perspective. The leader of the free I, I think these people that. forgot how the Civil War and Jim Crow really happened. If, if that was the worst thing since the Civil War and the Georgia Voting Rights Bill is Jim Crow, I might have read the wrong history books. You got to read the theory, 1619, man. man. Yeah. 1619 Project. That's, That's it. Yeah. I read the wrong books. Bingo. Okay, okay. Ding. Makes sense. You missed it. <laughs> Nailed uh, it. All right, so to, to end headlines here, I've got we're going to switch over to uh, Fox News. So I don't know. I think uh, you guys might have seen it on Rising, but uh, this guy, Brian Kilmeade from Fox News, has these sixth graders on. 
He has three sixth graders on his news program oh, talking no. about schools and like probably like how it's been going, what they want to see, et cetera, et cetera. And we got this 40 seconds of gold. How close are you to getting back in the room? What do you miss most about not being in school? Um, I miss most obviously seeing my friends and all the after school activities that I've done. And I think that we're very, very close getting back to school. And I think that um, the way that our new right. president is handling things is a very good way. And we would not have gone to this if it were still the last president. Really? That's uh, hard to believe because the last president was saying, I want every kid back in school. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's trying to dunk on a yeah, fucking asshole. <laughs> Christ, really, buddy? Really, kid? Well, you're wrong. Year old. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking idiot. You fucking liberal idiot. <laughs> it's just pathetic. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, what what do we want to? What are we going to? What do we want to go to next? I mean, I think the only core thing i wanted to talk about was the lab lab leak stuff uh, that was fucking fascinating but well is there i guess else we wanted to go do you want me to tie in my story with like all the race stuff we're talking about would that make sense sir sure all right let's do that okay so for the listeners out there uh you know this is something that we've been talking about quite a bit with how schools are sort of changing and not just the schools themselves but the way the students perceive information given to them from teachers and they put it into their little minds and outcomes something not what it was intended to be. Um, and a lot of this has had to do with like critical race theory, stuff like that. So um, last week, one of our teachers, a fellow social studies teacher was called racist by one of her students in the middle of class. And um, I guess it centers around like she's, that this teacher was teaching about political parties, which honestly, that's like the last thing I want to talk about with middle school kids. Cause like, that's like way over their fucking head, but either, you know, neither here nor there. And she's going into, you know, I think, I think Obama came up in conversation. She brought up something related to that. And now just to keep this in mind, th this particular teacher, she's great, but she like is also the kind of person that watches CPAC so she's boring. Um, no, 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 what, no. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. What was the Republican? No, no, no. But yeah, what was that big event that like was like a Republican? Oh, I, I thought you were 14. talking about um, the thing that's like security camera footage from Congress. No, yeah. Well, maybe she, <laughs> she, she might watch that too. I was thinking you're talking about CPAC. Yeah, but it's, it's CPAC, right? Am I saying that right? Or it's probably not convention. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever that is. So she watches that. So you got to keep that in mind. She's definitely Republican convention. Yeah. yeah, but there was like a name for it. I just couldn't think of it. But anyway, so she, someone brings up Obama and like all the kids like, oh, Obama, Obama and stuff. And they start talking about other things related to like certain Democratic and Republican ideologies. And she says something along the lines of, well, you know, I try not to see, you know, like, like the color or race of the particular people that are in office or being elected or running for office. I, I care about what they have to say, their policies, something along those lines. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what she said. And one of the students raises her hand <laughs> and goes, excuse me, did you say that you don't see color? No, oh, God. I think she's like, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think she was like, you know, maybe she said it differently than that, but like in general, like she's like, well, yeah, like I try not to focus on just that. And the kid goes, that's racist. And she was like, I mean, and I, she was just floored. Like, I don't think she knew what to say for like the first five or 10 seconds after that. But the kid pretty much just said like, because you don't see color, it means that you are the equivalent of a rate eighth grader so like 13 years old 13 14 That's years so old fucked up man but that was the and, and first what, what type of kid was it like a kid trying to be a smart ass like know-it-all or was it a kid who like genuinely thought and was offended what the so fuck she's kind not of 13 year old has those genuine thoughts right well, well she's not on my team so i honestly don't know much about the the individual student i only know about the situation itself but but yeah, like, like, like you just said, Ty, like how, how in the world would a 13 year old have those thoughts? Other Jared than was thinking just, about how to download porn without crashing the computer at 13. And I mean, failing. Which 13 year olds just do not naturally have those thoughts. Well, you know, they, they could be brainwashed life. by their parents. For sure. Yeah. And I'm or, sure or social media. Social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say it's a combination of both probably heavy on the social media part. So I was talking to another colleague about it because like she went over like that, the, the teacher that was called racist, like she doesn't care. Like she was just telling like people what happened and she was just kind of laughing about it. Cause like, this is fucking ridiculous. So I brought it up to someone else and, 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 and this person who I'm not going to name was pretty much, she responded in, in the, in this way. She said, well, if you're colorblind, you don't see the patterns, like patterns of racism. And I said the exact same thing you just said, Ty, is like, this is a 13-year-old girl we're talking about. Do you honestly think that that is the way that she is thinking? Or do you think that she saw this online somewhere or heard someone say it and just right. regurgitated? I mean, like, and, let's, and let's not fly off the fucking handle here. These are kids we're talking about. And even if she's a savant, and she does really believe that, then she should also be smart enough to understand that that woman is saying that to make the point that I do not base my decisions politically based on the skin color of the individual. Yeah, exactly. But it should be the right answer to that question. That's exactly the right answer. That's the Honestly, only. That that's is how, the only answer. Well, that's the how twisted world we live in now. That's not a good answer, right? And, and that, that was that was my biggest gripe of the whole thing. It's like I thought that was answer. I don't know exactly how she said it, but that's generally the message that she was sending. And I was like, how else can you answer that appropriately? I mean, granted, if I had to guess. Probably not a huge fan of Obama's policies. He's pretty, pretty right wing. And that's fine. Whatever. There's a lot of people that aren't huge fans of, of what Obama did. But she specifically said exactly what you should say as an educator is that I don't look at the person and analyze their, their skin tone, their cultural background. I look at the policy. I look at what they say they're going to do if they follow up with it. And that's it. And that's all. That was said. literally MLK's dream. When he said, I have a dream, it's that a man would be judged by the content of his character and not of his skin. And we have completely <laughs> turned the tides. Well, we gave him his dream and now we're turning it into Dismantling a nightmare. It. In the name yeah. of anti-racism. Yes. You. 
So she's racist by trying to be as anti-racist as you can be and not worry about skin color. So apparently, and when you said colorblindness is part of the pillars of, or so you, yeah, colorblindness yeah. was yeah. mentioned as part of critical race theory. That was like, oh, this is a perfect tie-in because if you believe that mumbo jumbo, you look at that, not, not to say this girl did because I guarantee if you asked her what critical race theory was, she would have no idea what you're talking about most likely, but it goes right along with those principles. It's like saying you're colorblind. Yeah, they have pretty much the equivalent of calling a black person the N word. They have <laughs> warped that whole this whole discussion around I know. race it's, and racial relations. They have nice. just made it impossible. They've made it impossible. So, so what what was the I guess repercussions? Was there any for the teacher? Like, did it get escalated to administration? So, as far as I know, it did get to administration, which. I think that's more than fair for the teacher to be like, Hey, just so you know, here's what happened in this classroom. I don't think yeah. any, I don't, there was no punishment. I don't really that's know good. how you, I don't really know how you punish a teacher for that. I don't know how you punish all, the kid all it either, takes is one parent to write a note saying exactly. And I think that was the other part I was pissed off about is that all it takes is, is like you said, she goes home, she tells mom, she tweets this, she puts it on Instagram. I don't know whatever social media platform she's on. And that could ruin a, a teacher's career right there in this day and age. So messed up. Completely ruin so, it. So, so it, it went up, up to administration and in general, our our principal just pretty much said, just be careful of what you say. Like, didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot What a turd. <laughs> so nothing really came out of it. <laughs> not like, hey, let's maybe maybe we need to have a discussion. Maybe not with them in the same room, but just like maybe talk about like, maybe you can tell me why you think what this teacher said was racist. I'm not saying it needs to be like a, a federal case. Yeah, no, I think but, you'd be making a, a, you know, a mountain out of a molehill really. That's the parent's job, which will, it not, is the be, which job. will not be done. No, no, it will not. It, it'll so. say, how do I pull my kid out of the school and make a statement? That's what it's right. going to fucking be. So haven't heard anything about it since. So it probably is, you know, I think that's the real problem though. And, and you highlighted it. There is that, no one in a position of power, and, and honestly, it goes back to our discussion last week about the whole base camp story, is nobody in a position of power is willing to stand up and say, this isn't right. Like, the, nope. the, the teacher is not in the wrong here. The student is. For, for I mean, again, I, I, I've probably said this 150 times, but calling somebody racist now is just so casual. Mm-hmm. So casual that you know how thirteen-year-old uh, students calling their teacher racist for saying that they don't pay like they don't pay attention to someone's skin color when they think about their political yeah. views. I, I mean, we have yeah. the word itself, and, and nobody has wants become... to say enough of this. Nope, nobody's touching it with a ten-foot way bolt. too far. Right? Yeah, I think that's like the really scary part is just. There's no stop gaps. There's no yeah. choke point. There, there, I mean, no, nobody wants to address it. And it's a lose lose. Like, to, to, to try is. and address it, best case scenario, you do have a sit down with that teacher or with that um, student or the cl- class in general. And you explain, you know, why you said what you thought, what you said. And here's where you're coming from. And maybe you change their mind and get them to think different, but more likely than not, you're probably just drawing more attention to it. Well, it's not even about right or wrong. It's just, you know, saying that, 
Uh, I, I guess maybe it's about right or wrong, but yeah, yeah I, I think I, it is a little bit about right or wrong, but it's also in the sense like, do you really understand what that word actually means? And the I think most kids of don't. You saying yeah. it. No, of course, yeah, exactly. they're kids. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. I think yeah. that's the conversation, right? And yes, of course, you know, you, to have that conversation with a 13-year-old is is not going to happen. But was you know, it a, you, was the you kid, need to have those um, kind of conversations with like 35-year-old people in today's day and age, 45-year-old, <laughs> right. 55-year-old people to say, do you have any idea what you're saying? Yeah. The gravity that comes with it. Right. Because you're but, just saying it so fucking flippantly, you know, about anyone that you literally at this point, anyone that you politically disagree with has become your racist. Yeah. And on, and on par with Al Qaeda and Osama bin Laden who planned nine yeah. 11. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I talked about some pretty tough things with my, with my kids. Like I've shown them a lot of stuff, images, videos that relate back to these time periods where like racism was just like a com like just a commonality and everyone As really you should. Yeah. Which I would never stop doing that, but I don't know, I, I've never had a student come at me like that ever, not even like to hint at something like that. And that could just be because of the group of kids I have. It could be the way I'm presenting the information. It could be a combination of things. I don't know, but this particular, like at this point, it's just getting, unlucky and getting one of those kids who's yeah become so self he has such this you know self-importance that they feel like they can challenge a teacher on, on stuff like that so yeah happens a lot more than when we were in school that's for sure well th that this is like my whole this is why I, i'm so fascinated and focused on this kind of shit is because we keep saying like this stuff's going to keep happening and even adam you've said like Oh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to make its way into public schools, right? I don't know if the, I see that really happening. And then you come across a scenario like this. Now, luckily, nothing happened. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, it's like, man, this shit is just going to keep creeping in and creeping in. Right. And I don't and I know think those going to stop it. Yeah. And I think more so what I was saying was like the curriculum level yeah that's what we were i think public about, schools yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean like like i i think i was talking to jared about this or someone it was a while ago but i i mentioned like th these kids call you like like you said ty these kids call each other racist all the time and it's true i i've seen it in, in the hallways they're like hey i don't like your sweatshirt you're racist and they just throw it out there and i'm not even exaggerating like they use it <laughs> what is it what does that have to do with racism it has nothing to do with it but the kids it's like we used to use the word gay like everything yeah, was exactly gay. Yeah. it's like yeah. calling someone gay or just calling them an idiot or 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 something along those lines just just a derogatory term to insult your intelligence but they're using but they just use the word racist instead and it, it, it's and again that's I another thought. reason why the very people who claim to be doing the work have completely fucked over the work because <laughs> now it's just those kind of words and like they don't mean anything like now they're just nope. commonplace totally desensitized completely the fault of people trying to perpetuate this and demand that everyone believe it Absolutely. Last question on this topic. The kid was not a BIPOC, right? I I, I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Because I yeah. feel like if, if it was a BIPOC, that would have carried a little bit more weight. Yeah. I mean, I, Sh I didn't which think it shouldn't, but it, but it, but it would have. Sure. 
It probably, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. So maybe, maybe that student wasn't a BIPOC because it they, they, kind of they just must died. Have been an AP. <laughs> and, or, and what's what's the new version of AP? And P, and WAP, and OP. It's got to end in a W, right? I have no fucking idea. I'm, I'm not <laughs> even as caught up to speed as, as you are. Something like that. All right. That that's my race talk. So we're good. Yeah, no, that Be was, careful out there, buddy. It's a minefield. Seri- <laughs> well, that's the thing. Sure Seriously, like, that's fucking scary. That like, is scary, dude. That's terrifying. If I'm that teacher and I, and I go through that, I'm like, what, is this going to fucking blow up and be like a fucking national story? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it happens. And all it takes is, like, I, like it, we were saying. It could have like, been. All it takes is one fucking kid. It's not even one like fucking you. One fucking idiot kid. <laughs> yeah. No. As it could, and it could be totally false. It could be, you know, I, I may not have even said that, or she may not even said that. It doesn't matter because now it's up to the You're court. You're not winning that. Opinion. He said. She said. No, never. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um. All right. So, w- what do you want to talk about, Jared? Take it away, Mo. Um. So I think I, I brought up three topics. <laughs> um. The unemployment and kind of this like very polarizing response to the really bad jobs numbers last week of the right of course the the topic gets politicized um and where the right wing and conservatives are saying this is all because we're giving people unemployment and nobody wants to work and they're all lazy the left wings are saying it's got nothing to do with that it's all because of the conditions of these employers and hostile work environments they don't want to go back to it and they're getting education bettering themselves what low wages low wages low wages exactly um but the reality is we've never had more open jobs they announced today in i think that might have been the history of america more unfilled jobs than there are right now so i I wanted to get your guys take and thoughts on what do you think is contributing to this and is it something we should be concerned about or is it just kind of it'll shake out as we get back to normal um, I think that it has to be tied to the unemployment benefits because this, that would be too much of a coincidence. Like how, how would we magically have this time where there's more people out of work than ever, but despite open jobs, and all these unemployment benefits that are being extended. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not going to challenge you that it has something to do with the unemployment, but I think the, the way we get to this situation, unemployment aside, is we have the highest unemployment numbers and job loss numbers since the Great Depression overnight. Which makes sense, and, right? And the... Um, volatility of over the last 16, 15 months now, these businesses opening, closing, opening, closing, schools opening, closing, opening, closing. And there hasn't been any level of stability in these, we'll call them entry level, for lack of a better word, jobs and job markets. Like, I, I think that's how we at least get to this point. But I agree with you. I think. We unemployment is going to have some part of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not the same, right? But it's similar. We didn't see this in 2009. We didn't have the, the most open jobs ever in American history at that point. 
No, I, I guess I don't remember the details much. I wonder like what sectors were hit in 09. Like, like obviously that, I know the financial industry was, right. but like were these more entry level sectors impacted? I mean, I don't really remember, but I mean, it was a global, it was global impact. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everything's tied back to those. That's why it was such a big deal was the whole world's economy was on the brink of collapse. So, yeah, yeah, that would affect everybody. Yeah, I mean, I like Ty said, it's hard to really it's hard to come up with something that's easy to connect the dot to and be like, why would people not want to be going back to work with all of these open jobs? I don't, I guess I don't know enough about the topic, but it just seems logical to, to suspect that the unemployment benefits are probably not saying the only cause, but probably one of the greater causes, like if on a percentage point, but I mean, like maybe it's like 60 to 75% because of unemployment benefits and people are making like hundreds of dollars a month doing nothing. So why would I go back into yeah, work? For those like minimum wage job? jobs, they're probably making more than they were working. Mm. Easily, easily. Um, and even if they're not, maybe it's a, maybe they're making slightly less, but to them, it's like, okay, I'll make slightly less, but do absolutely nothing. Right. So like yeah. that, that's, that's a pretty good trade-off, I guess, logically speaking. Like if I could, don't have to work that hard and I make a, like, I don't One know. One of Erica's friends is unemployed left. for like nine months. I think <laughs> there's a lot of people, probably not as yeah. many like in our social circle, so we don't see it, but I think there's a lot of people who have been unemployed for a long time milking the system. So I think to me, that's, that's a huge driver. That's the main driver. And I think you brought it up, Jared, the schools is yeah. almost as big of a factor for me. And, and now that so disproportionately right, affects women because they're typically, you know, have the childcare responsibilities in the home in, in a general sense. So, I mean, we, we, we see the numbers. They talked about it on rising, like, tons of women leaving the workforce. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another huge piece of it too. And it's crazy because like, I see it, it's a real thing. Like when I drive up and down the street, dude, everyone has now hiring signs, literally everyone around here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it around as much by me. Cause not everything's not really open to full capacity yet, but I, I, that's everything I hear is like, hey, you drive down a main street in town, every restaurant and retail outlet has now hiring. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen it a lot in Newport since I've gotten I'm here. sure Newport's hurting yeah. all that seasonal, you know, employees they need. Yeah. And, and, and then you also have an impact of like the way, like how expensive it is, like certain parts, like using Newport as an example. Yeah. A lot of these seasonal workers, you know, they're not going to do what I did and drive from fucking Coventry every day to, to, you know, drive an hour down here in the middle of the summer to work. Some people want to be able to live on the island or live near their jobs and they can't afford to do that. So that's another issue, but that's kind of separate from what we're talking yeah. about. But yeah, I mean, there, there are several places I've seen and there was a big, there was a big article in the Providence Journal that centered around uh, Midtown, Midtown Oyster Bar in Newport, where who the owner of that I used to work for at the pier. Yeah. That's just kind of why I read it. But yeah, he was just talking about like, you know, we've had a really successful business and it's just really disappointing that we're not able to like, even when we're able to open up 100%, we're probably not going to be able to do that right away. And a lot of other places too. So that's what it costs people like us who want to 
not as much Ty because Ty's our, our first Ty's world problem. We just want to party. Yeah. To ties in Texas, so it doesn't Funny matter. Peasants, like, get back to work so you can make my food <laughs> That's pretty and much drinks. It. Well, what do you it, think, Jared? I, I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. I, I think it's that's it, not what, what I asked. What do I? What do you mean? What do you think's the reason? I think it's mostly due to the unemployment, partially due to schools and people's lives have evolved over the last year to now you're either a caretaker or maybe people have gone back to work just to have the restaurant close again three months later and back and forth and they're like hey until i know things are good like i I believe there's some truth to that um but i think it's mostly due to the unemployment and and these people being like hey so you think crystal ball is full of shit like i mean she is riding high on her like you know oh well if you want people to come work for you, then raise the wages. People don't want to work for these wages. It's like, yeah, they, they don't want to work for those wages. But the only reason that that equation has changed is because there's now another option. Exactly. For this unemployment, they still didn't want to work for those wages. They didn't have any skills to make more than that. Right. That's what, like I don't. I don't. Agree so, so with yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think yeah. that these people should suddenly all just. Yes, I do think a cook should make more than eleven dollars an hour. Yeah, we all uh, right? agree on the whole minimum wage discussion. So. But, but but I don't think by any means like these restaurants and business should be bending over backwards now have to pay everybody a livable wage just because unemployment's another option. Well, they, they are offering to bend over backwards in other ways. Like they're offering like fucking signing bonuses on. For yeah, I've seen those. Like Newport hired. Restaurant Group was offering. It was a big one. I think Newport's Restaurant Group was like. If you complete the summer, it was like ten grand or something like that, which is pretty awesome. It was that much? Oh wow! Yeah, was it, it was, it was something crazy. Like for every week you completed, it was like a two hundred fifty dollar bonus, all paid out at the end of the oh summer. I may have to go back and work in restaurants. Fuck the beach. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If I'm getting ten grand at the end of the summer after making all the fucking money at those busy ass restaurants bank, that they own, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, but but I know. think it will be very interesting to see, like, how does this play out from here? I, I don't think it's a quick flip the switch. Like I think Rhode Island said they're going to make it mandatory to look for work again for unemployment, like May 23rd. I don't think it's going to be a quick flip of the switch. Like, no. okay, suddenly everybody's going to be back to work. So, like, does this it's end up bad. having an impact on them raising minimum wage or at least paying people significantly more? Because once you do that, you can't really go back. Do you agree with them not having to look for work right now? I think the only reason somebody shouldn't have had to look for work is if they literally were like super high risk um, and couldn't work and couldn't do a frontline job like a retailer because it would put their life on the line. Or if say they were a single parent and they had to watch their kids who weren't in school or work, because obviously you can't do both, right? I think those were valid reasons. I think as we're getting back to normal, I think there's no excuses. And I think it's it's funny to think too that like, you know, we're, we're joking like, what the fuck? We want to go back out to restaurants. We want to be in a packed bar again. But that bar is going to be packed with customers who are spending their unemployment checks and not working yeah. just so they can be, and they, they still want to reap the rewards of, of everyone else's work when they go back home and every month they're getting a check from the government, which I think is super fucked up because 
even if they make it mandatory to look for work, there's going to be a loophole. Oh yeah. That's, that's such BS. I think it's literally, you check a box that says I looked for work. I think it's literally that, that is simple. I, I kind of, I guess I didn't know anything or not enough about employment. I thought that was all, always a thing. Like, I think they waived it sense? for COVID. It's COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, I was just saying, like, and I, I found that weird. The problem is because of COVID, there's those extra benefits tied to unemployment, which need the 300 to plus, right? Need on to top end. of whatever you would normally get, right? Yeah. So well. it, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. A, a lot of Republican states have stopped the $300 plus up, which I'm not against. No, like, I mean, dude, I mean, how are... I don't know a single fucking person that hasn't gotten the vaccine yet because they're like, oh my god, I just still can't find one. No, I haven't got my single second person. dose yet. Like, I, oh, there's people who haven't gotten both so. doses yet. But yeah, you're the only person I know that isn't done yet. I mean, I'm not being facetious. I'm not bullshitting you. No, mo- mo- single... most people I talk to who are around our age are in the same place as me. You guys just both lucked out and got them early. I feel we, like we, we definitely were a little earlier for our our age group. I got them the sure. first day you were eligible under like 50 or whatever it was. Right. And you said you haven't gotten your second shot? No, it's four weeks. I get it next Monday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. three. Because obviously- it's Three I, for I, Moderna, four for Pfizer. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. whatever, dude. You're fucking 80% there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, 80%. So- I, I, I agree with your comment that like at this point, not being vaccinated is not an excuse. Right. Agreed. So we'll see. I mean, because there, there was definitely an ideological debate going on between what the real cause of it was. Yeah. Right? I mean, and if these restaurants and bars do just end up increasing their labor costs, it's all just going to make food and drink more expensive anyways. We're just going we're gonna to end up well, paying for that. Which we're okay. You're okay with that, right? I mean, we, we've talked extensively about, you know, the increase in a minimum wage is, is going to make goods and services go up but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with it at certain places i'm okay with it at good restaurants <laughs> that actually like have reasonably priced good food i am not okay with it at, like tourist traps that already charge you 12 dollars for a beer and 30 dollars for a shitty lobster roll I'm not okay with it there because they're just making pocketing all that money well then don't fucking patron the restaurant that's all I, I don't do. i don't go to those places for the most part but a lot of people in newport do yeah, like I mean, red, like red right. parrot. Yeah, red parrot's always packed. Honestly, anywhere on the wharf for the most part, other than the nice places, uh, yeah. like the landings food, terrible. Uh, lobster bar, I've never been there, but I'd imagine it's pretty bad. Like scales and shells, all those places yeah. are super boring. Like yeah. it's New- all the same, same exact menu. Newport has a very solid food scene. It's certainly not like shouldn't be in a higher tier than that. Like other people put it in. It's very. You know, solid blows. Well, one of my other retirement jobs is going to be start a a nonprofit to bring Providence culinary talent to Newport and bring that delicious Providence food scene to Newport, Rhode Island. You're going to start a whole foundation to bring a cuisine 40 minutes south. Yeah, dude. In the same like that, state. All, all those awesome food trucks that like pop ups you always see popping up in Providence is a new one once a month. It's like, yo, why aren't any of those in Newport? What would be the name of your foundation? 
I don't care about the name. I want to do it just so there's a good food scene. <laughs> something something south. We know you don't fucking care about the name. <laughs> uh, he didn't ask you, like, hey, is one of your top priorities, like, the name of the foundation? He just I asked just what curious. it was going to be. i just curious if you had, like, an idea for, like, a... So like what, a what is funny it? Funny-ass name. Um... Come on, big brain. Oh man, this is this is tough on the spot. While you're thinking, I just I just I'm laughing also because you think of these like foundations where people like actually want to like help like the the poor and the <laughs> less fortunate, and all you want to do is just bring like more Italian food down to Newport, and bring good really food <laughs> to Newport so I can eat it there. <laughs> Not self-serving at all. <laughs> it would it would be something by the sea. Um, Pasta by Col- the sea. Col- culinary by the sea. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just thought that on the spot. Like, wow. Oh, so, so thank you, Mr. Morelli. So it sounds like you're going to be bringing, you know, like um, easy to make recipes and, and food and supplies to like the less fortunate. Like, no, I, I just want some more Italian places in, in Newport. So I decided uh, to start a nonprofit foundation. <laughs> I'm going to go hit up those bums in Providence who have no jobs and money, but sell birria tacos out of a car wash and bring them down to Providence so, or to Newport so I can eat their tacos. So now the, the, these tiny streets are, that are already packed to the brim with cars and now just going to have a bunch of fucking food trucks everywhere. Oh, it's going to be epic, dude. You know what no I picture in Thai? Remember the Mercado set up in Manila where we would get those chalupas? Yeah, there's tons of room for a place like that in Newport. Dude, how awesome would that be? Set it it's up in a big awesome. park. It's not Set up in a big park. park. You just have all of Rhode Island's finest pop-up cuisine every weekend. Newport restaurants would not like that competition. That would never well, get passed. They bring in their shit to the to the uh, you know the festival too. Yeah, so maybe I can get them Fruit to do test. that. <laughs> now, the, now the gears are turning, boys. Yeah, big plans for retirement. This guy. Big Dude, big just plans. do it somewhere other than Newport, so I can enjoy it. Told you when when I run out of gas this summer. Once I'm out of gas once and there's a gas shortage, I'm not leaving the island the rest of the summer. <laughs> well, I, mean, be I know you're Islander. not driving to Texas, so I'm not really concerned about it right now. But long term, I don't ever want to see the island again. I Ty, can't Ty's make that gonna promise. Ty's gonna friggin' uh, pull like a bane from exactly the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> off the fucking bridges. Everyone just, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Um, all right. So what else do you want to talk about, Jared? Let's talk about Liz Cheney. I want to get your guys' opinion on that. So I, I don't know like all the details of what she said, but she pretty much just came out and said like, hey, as a Republican party, we need to stand up and all acknowledge the fact that there was no stop, like stop the steals based on a lie. Like as simple as that, right? This election was not stolen. Um, all that was based on a lie. And instead of her peers standing up to support her, they literally fired her from her leadership position out. <laughs> in the Republican <laughs> Party. So, like, the, I, I saw a press conference right after that with Ted Cruz, America's favorite snake, just being like, there is no future of the Republican Party without Donald Trump. Like, these people are still just hanging on to his coattails. Dude, they're and, like, cucks. this lady, mm-hmm. I, I don't like Liz Cheney. I don't think she's a hero. I don't think, you know, there's anything. If anything, she's just trying to appeal to the moderate side of the Republican base. But the fact that she will 
came out and said the clear, obvious truth, as Liz Joy Reid would say, whatever the fuck her name is. Liz Reid, Joy Reid? Joy Reid. Joy Reid, whatever the F would say, is the facts, and she's getting fired. Well, I know, but that, that I think you just answered your own question, you, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's, I, I don't, you know, what would you expect? It, it did. Like, I, I can get them to say, like, all right, obviously we're not going to agree with her. We'll say some half, like, BS answers of, oh, you know, there's a lot of meddling, blah, 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 blah. Like, for now their entire Republican Party has gone all in on an entire fabricated lie. That's their identity now. Stop the steal is their identity. How I don't is know that about possible? that, but I, I just—it's not their identity. It's they're completely unable to deny it or speak out against it because their political future could be on the line because they are cucked by fucking Donald Trump. I don't know how this happened to them. They are such fucking pussies. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I don't, why they wouldn't all get into a room and say. All right, listen up. Fuck this guy. We're done. Yeah, we're moving we had on. Had our run. We need to shift now. If we're going to last, we need to all collectively say fuck this guy because they have to understand that the MAGA crowd is still going to vote Republican mm-hmm. come 2024. Yeah, so I think you're right. Matter who it, now, maybe there's not as much uh turnout right i mean yeah enthusiasm I, I, I and all right enthusiasm and stuff like that i mean he doesn't get people nobody gets people going like trump but like who fucking cares like you don't have a fucking future with donald trump it's no fucking way that guy can win a re-election yeah it's just crazy like th- this is all the basket you're putting all your eggs in like your strategy is to appeal they're to scared. the they're just such to the crazy people who stormed the capitol pretty much yeah. So, so in the last, we'll say five years, and by the time this presidency is done, eight years, you've gone from the party of George Bush, George W. Bush, of conservative Texas Jesus family to oh, stop still the steal. Pretend that's a part of it, though. <laughs> yeah, but but like people voted for George Bush and like had nothing to do with anything extreme it was like oh yeah a fiscally conservative republican off the book of reaganomics yeah like that wasn't controversial now if people vote for these liars it you know i like i don't think democratic party is any better so i don't want this to come across as a partisan comment but like they're literally like they're taking a point yeah they're, they're killing democracy like they're they're fueling the fire of lies and deceit and divisiveness, and it just see. I don't makes think it does sad. anything to democracy because it, it it's a irre- it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change. If anything, it's just going to fuck them. Nobody else. It's only going to so. fuck them. Who? How does this- I don't know if I hope so because I don't know if I want the Democrats in office either. But <laughs> it's a lose well. lose right now. I just want the Rock. Yeah, I mean Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah. He could be the new governor of Texas, right? Is that what they're saying? I don't know if he actually would actually. Do I that. thought people liked Governor Abbott. Uh, no. Nah, I mean, it's like any politician, dude. I mean, he's mostly hated. Damn. So, I, think, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a governor or any politician that's 
has like, like yeah, wow, 70 plus him. percent, you know, like yeah. approval rating. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. We had a mayor back in the day, Mayor Giuliani. Yeah, he was the man. <laughs> Got convicted felon twice, still talk mayor. About, talk, talk about a fall from grace. The guy who was elected like very briefly before fucking 9-11 occurred, and he was like the guy. Oh, to get I said the wrong name. Were you I thinking said, of the guy from Providence? I was thinking Buddy C. Ancy. Oh, I think you talking about Giuliani. Yeah, okay. Gi- right. Giuliani, he certainly had a fall from grace, yeah. But yeah, Buddy C. Ancy as crooked That's as what I was thinking possibly of. get but everyone loved him convicted right. felon twice elected mayor twice i've heard very few like old-timer people say a bad thing about that guy people love that guy hey province has guy. gone downhill since they, he left he has a pasta sauce yeah after him <laughs> he's fucking corrupt yeah he's that, incredibly corrupt more of the same but he he brought downtown Providence back to life, and now downtown Providence is going to shit again. Until There's nothing there. Until uh, Charity by the Sea comes in. <laughs> no, not Dude, anything, Culinary gonna, by the Sea. Culinary by the Sea is going to be the death of downtown Providence. Good, let it all, burn. Take all the. <laughs> <laughs> let it burn. Yeah, you just want your white island. To, to survive and be the last thing. Newport is very diverse. <laughs> there's a lot shit. of there's a lot of homeless riffraff on Broadway. Oh, dude, it's 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 hysterical walking up and down that street. That's gonna be my second nonprofit: putting those people in a boat and just shipping them to Guam. <laughs> I think they call this genocide. Just want no. I didn't say get kill them, them, dude. It's gonna be like um, in Wild Wild Country. You put them all in a boat, send them somewhere with a buffet at the end, and they're just so excited they get there, and they're really far from home and don't know how to get back. I don't think these people can be reasoned with. That's why you just say, "Hey, there's a buffet. I'm dropping you off at a buffet at the end of this bus." (laughs) I'll do it by a boat. That clip right there is gonna make headlines when uh, Culinary by the Sea launches (laughs) as their formal media campaign. This is going to be my second idea to fucking grab all these homeless bums, <laughs> put them on a boat and ship them out. They're so annoying. <laughs> you ever Either. try and have a $12 glass of wine on a sidewalk on a nice sunny day and a homeless man comes up to you and starts talking to you? Dude, it's, it's like us. what happened when we were at Salvation. That's what I was exactly me. thinking of. Hey, how old do you think am I? You're wrong. It didn't even give me a chance to guess how old he was. And after that, wasn't he like, you like gave him a weird look. He's like, I know you, man. Or something yep. like that. He said he's he like, knew me. It's like, dude, I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> Actually, I do. I, that's a, that's a, that's false. I've seen him many times. He's <laughs> I always around. You, sir. <laughs> I pretty much do know him, but I wasn't about to tell him that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send those people to Providence <laughs> to work the jobs that I'm bringing down to do. We're going to pull a one-two switcheroo. Nailed it. Perfect. Well, problem solved. See, all he needs is a little time, Adam. All he needs is just a little They can time go sell tacos out of a car wash in Providence, <laughs> and my Providence taco guys can come sell them by the sea. Good diamond hands mow over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we can uh, – do you, do you have anything else over there? I think I had one more topic, but I don't remember what it was. I, I do think it'll be interesting to talk about um, Israel-Palestine conflict. That was Adam's topic. Yeah, we can talk about that. We, I, I thought you did at three, though, that you brought it at 6.58. <laughs> One of them was brought in at 7.15. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, while we're waiting. Oh, should kids get vaccinated now that they're eligible? Ooh. Spicy. Well, I wanted to bring up too, and you said sent it to Jared, but did you uh, anybody actually read the New York Times article about the CDC and outdoor transmission? No, I, I read the. I think you sent us a blurb from it, right? No, you sent a, us a blurb from it. Oh, I didn't read the full article from, then. It was from Crystal. So, the CDC. I'm going to read like this this first section from the article. Uh, when the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released new guidelines last month for mask wearing, it announced that, quote, less than 10% of COVID transmission was occurring outdoors. Media organizations repeated this statistic, and it quickly became a standard description of frequency for outdoor transmission. Um <laughs> Let's see. That benchmark uh, seems to be a huge exaggeration, says a doctor, a virologist at uh, the University of St. Andrews. He said, in truth, the share of transmission that has occurred outdoors seems to be below 1% and maybe below 0.1%, multiple ep- epidemiologists say. <laughs> the rare outdoor transmission that has happened almost all seems to have involved crowded places or close conversation they said saying (laughs) they said saying that less than 10 percent of covid transmission occurs outdoor is akin to saying that shark attacks uh (laughs) that sharks attack fewer than twenty thousand swimmers per year the actual worldwide (laughs) number is around 150 it's both true and deceiving which that, yeah, 150 uh, people get killed from sharks a year, and they're like, it's and, the same and thing the as same saying. the same percentage of COVID would be 20,000. Yeah. That's so, insane. Th- like, th- this is, you know, where I think criticism is 1,000% warranted for these institutions is how fucking terrible their public messaging is. And it's one thing we've ragged on Fauci about a lot is not telling you the actual truth. And then when... Yep. Somebody else does have the truth, and the CDC isn't the one saying it. What are you left to fucking believe? That you don't trust them. He said, "There uh, and and this was the blurb, Jared. There is um, these recommendations to be more grounded in science. If anywhere close to ten percent of COVID transmission were occurring outdoors, but it is not. There is not a single documented COVID infection." Anywhere in the world from casual outdoor interactions, walking past someone on the street or eating at a nearby table. So you mean when all those people are walking by, literally walking by you on the street and then go, oh, shit. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Nothing. It's never been transmitted that way. Never. Well, if it has, it's undocumented. Right. Yeah. I I believe it's undocumented. Um, I'm sure there's been an example of somebody being like breathy. And like breathing all over you drunk outside at a bar or something. Well, that would be different than walking past someone. Yeah, we're saying like just. Oh, I missed that detail. I've never been outside at all. No, no, just. Yeah, they said in close conversations, like transmission could happen. Yeah. Which makes makes sense if you're like in someone's face talking to them. Drunk is. And again, is that why why all these fucking lunatics wanted you to wear masks outside? No. 
who knows, man? My run, my run today. People still just masked up to the gills. Got guy running. I saw, I saw him twice running with a um. What do they call those things? You pull the whole thing up. Gator. 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 Uh, he had a gator on, with nobody around him for two hundred yards, just in there running with a gator on. Fucking idiots. Fauci, I think, did say that it's, it's it may be time to ease indoor masks. I and saw it, that and it made me very happy. Yeah, Maybe like time. About fucking time. Right. <laughs> still, still not happy. still not super definitive, but it's better than what he's been saying. So and and this like again, this is my uh central theme of, of the criticism that we've had throughout this last year is they they just don't know how to get out of their own way. This is a clip from from CNN. Native people. For people who are all vaccinated, if you work in a vaccinated workplace, there's still a mask mandate. Who are you protecting if everyone's vaccinated by wearing a mask? So so we're we're trying to make sure that the guidance that is put out there by the federal government is one that really focuses on safety. Uh, we can't mandate people do certain things, but we can certainly give them the best advice possible. And the guidance that the federal government has put out is for your safety. Wearing a mask, getting vaccinated, mm -hmm. crucial. If you haven't done either, or if you're not doing either one of those two, you're in real trouble. But if you've been vaccinated, you're obviously far safer. We still want you to be as safe as possible. That's why the indoor policy should still be masking. But clearly, if you've been vaccinated fully and you're with folks who are also vaccinated, John, the risk does diminish dramatically. But again, to be safe, you could end up being a carrier, not know it. And if somebody hasn't been vaccinated or doesn't wear a mask, guess what? There's still that potential. It's just like he, he just can't. He didn't even answer the question. I can't just say. No, nobody should be fucking wearing a mask if everyone's vaccinated. He can't or say he, it. Or he, even I, I'm okay with them because scientists will never go out of a, out on a limb and make something that's going to come back to bite them. But even if he says, if you're vaccinated, here is the risk. There is a one one hundredth of one percent that you would spread it to somebody, right? That's less of a chance than you being struck by lightning. If you're comfortable taking that risk, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, even you, that answer I'd question, be okay with. What the question was, everyone's vaccinated. Who are you protecting? Even if you're a carrier, everyone else is vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, there, that should have been a pretty simple answer, but it's not, he can't do it. No one can do it. That's why I just don't even listen to what these people say anymore. I made my own set of Mo COVID rules a little while ago. And I'm just living by them. I do, I, I, there's been a couple times where I've like forgotten a mask and I just walk inside without a mask. And nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I haven't done of, that yet. A bunch of other people inside without a mask. It's fucking awesome. Probably got people with their cowboy hats just going. Good on you, mate. It's like yeah, that meme. Because I, I am just one thousand percent in the camp of believing that you know. If you're just outdoors, like, I mean, if you're just going out to a restaurant or a bar and you're not vaccinated yet, not my it's fucking problem, man. On you. I'm fucking point. vaccinated. I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I go outside now for a run or a walk or whatever, I don't even bring a mask with me. I would, I would never in a million years. I'll nope. still wear a mask. I, I would still, I still believe in wearing a mask at places like um, grocery stores and stuff. Like places where yeah. things are essential, right? Uh, but like in general, if you're going out and you're shopping, like if you're shopping for clothes and stuff like that, like that's not fucking necessity. 
Like if, if you're not vaccinated and you're still afraid of getting COVID, like, and never mind that yeah. the, the science says that I am not going to like, statistically, I'm not going to carry it. That's why I got vaccinated. Yeah. So like, I, I'm pretty much fucking done. You got to be done with these people, man. They, they haven't told us the truth or the real science since this started. Nope. Got to make um, educated guesses for yourself or educated decisions for yourself. So uh, that brings us to the lab leak theory, which has a similar tie-in to public messaging in the sense that the media refuses to even acknowledge the mainstream media, I should say, you know, if you go on any network, they refuse to acknowledge that this could be a possibility and that this is newsworthy. I mean, this is the origin story of the pandemic. Yeah, it's fucking ground zero. Would it not be the most important thing in the world to find out how it happened? I mean, dude, this is literally as important as how did any other like consequential world event like World War One or World War Two start? I, I mean, it's killed, what, three million fucking people in the world? Yeah. And in terms of Americans died more than like the last 10 wars combined. Yeah. And we have no interest in finding out what happened. So what, what was your reaction to the rising segment? I'm, tr- I, I'm still I'm not quite, quite done. I actually read the report that uh, they reference in the rising segment. Yeah, um, I didn't read the report, but the um, Rogan interview that he referenced from the week before I had listened to where um, I think the guy's name was actually Josh Rogan, who was on Joe Rogan, had talked about how like all of the evidence and, and I've heard this a few times now on Rogan, all of the evidence supports that this was a lab leak and Everybody who was interviewed and all the documents released saying that it wasn't were people who were 100% in bed with the CCP. So anything that the media is running with should not be trusted. And like, this isn't a crazy conspiracy theory. Redfield said it as well, the head of the CDC at the time, and still nobody's even acknowledging it. It's just dumbfounded. Why? Why do you think? I think that that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, what is the point? I mean, what would be the harm in saying? Because again, a lot of a lot of diseases, you know, I don't know, SARS, MERS, all, all these things have come from animals in the past, which is I'm sure why people kind of jump to that conclusion. Because I mean, none of us knew about any of this shit when this first started. But like, what would be the harm in bringing it up and acknowledging that it, it's a possibility? Like, instead, what they've been doing is they just keep saying it's it's, it's debunked. debunked. Yeah. Which is not. It's not which, even a little debunked. Which, which it's which, as debunked again, as you knocking on the door of a criminal saying, "Is there a body in there?" and them saying, "No." So we tried. They're it's good. Bu- it's bunked. That's what it is. It's yeah. bunked. It's, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say. And I, I agree with you, Jared. Like the more I hear about the stuff that you know from people who clearly think that this is a lab and understand science, and understand us. science because yeah, I don't fucking understand science. It certainly sounds more and more like this, at the very least, possibly could have happened, but the mainstream media won't even acknowledge that it possibly could have happened. Instead, they're just saying that the theory itself is debunked, even though they haven't proved why it's debunked. And you know what? There's zero, like legitimately zero consequential evidence of. 
The animal theory. Yeah. Zero, so, dude. Yeah. They it's no based off a bat flying a thousand miles. <laughs> they, right. Which and, and, they don't know again, where, where, where that bat is, who the first patient was. I don't know any of that right. shit. And that's another thing, too, because, like, again, my first thought was, like, all right, bat eats a piece of fruit. Fruit gets into a pig pen. Pig, pigs eat it. Humans eat it. Boom. You got, you, got a, you got a pandemic. But I didn't realize how that's more trackable than I thought. I had no idea that it would be that easy to track it. And that, that's what I've heard. So if it's that easy to track, then why? Even if it's really hard. I mean, heard that. we're over a year in. Like, if you can't find anything at this point, then. No, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like, it's at this point, okay. You can at least start to acknowledge that there could be another way that this got out. And again, and and I, Jared, well, and you probably know what is that practice that's ha- that happens in these labs where like they create viruses. Yeah, I don't remember the acronym, but spike like, protein, like get to something. No, it's not. It's not like the actual scientific method. It's like a type of research they do. Yeah, where they're oh, creating virus. Gain of function. Vir- gain yeah, of function. That. That's it. Yeah. yeah, gain of function. So not even close to what I was saying, but the. The whole practice, while again, there's good intentions behind it, but it just seems super dangerous. And I, I didn't realize that these lab leaks happen a lot. That's, that's, that's what's scary. Yeah. I, I had no idea that that was obviously it's a possibility, but I didn't think, I didn't, I, I don't remember what the frequency was, but it was more than it probably should happen in any given year with well, all the so- crazy fucking viruses in those labs. Like I asked, why is, why are we not? Why are people trying to dissuade that theory? Money. Who's who? Who is vehemently right. defending the practices and the fucking faux investigation? The scientific community. Yeah, because that's Everyone's all their funding. Coming right. out, penning le- exactly. Everyone's coming out, penning letters. They the fucking Fou- guy who wrote, the guy who fucking wrote the letter like was like literally the uh, head or CEO of the subcontractor that funded the Institute of Virology in Wuhan from a grant from Dr. Fauci's organizations, the NIH <laughs> yeah. and the NI, whatever, NIADA or whatever. So that's why. That's why this is being pushed so hard through these fucking surrogates in the media is money aren't they putting like over a billion dollars into this kind of research like it's pending like like they're they're trying to put their their answer to stopping covid is more research like this right right yeah Yeah. i'm gonna play quickly here um obviously the segment was long i'm just gonna play a quick clip but before you pay that play that like i get why the scientific community would not want this to get out but if i'm like biden in dc I almost would think it'd be better to have it come out. This was leaked by China. I guess maybe not because it would get out that you were in bed with China right, setting exactly. all this we're, up. Exactly. We're, we're partially we were responsible as well. We funding of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. And somehow had a human thing. Who's patient zero? So none of that has ever come out on this. And it's all yeah. just been very quietly quashed. And I think the thing, again, I want to emphasize not about China. It's not about Trump. 
any of that. If this came from gain-of-function research, we should probably not do $1.2 billion more of gain-of-function research. Well, one of the yeah. things he points out, too, that I didn't yeah. realize is how routinely these viruses that they're manipulating through exactly. gain-of-function research are escaping the yes. lab. It happens every year. So the idea that this came from a lab is not crazy or improbable at all because documented other viruses escape the lab again almost every single year while doing this research. He also goes through not only the improbability of it having come from a bat, also, and this is another thing I didn't know, previous viruses that did jump from wildlife into the human population, they were able to track that back. Easily, very easily. Very easily yes. and very quickly. So they knew right away, like, oh, here was the evolution. It went from this animal to that right. animal, and that's how it ended up here, and that's, that's where SARS we ended up. SARS and MERS. But, exactly. Yeah. So, the other piece, though, that to me was really key in understanding the dynamics of all of this is there were essentially two letters that came out in the beginning that were like, it's absolutely not from the lab. Right. And this a bunch of scientists signed on to this. And this is what the media took and ran with. A bit, and that's why they always, when they're talking about this, they're like the debunked yes. lab leak hypothesis is essentially tracked back to these two letters. And he goes through how, in particular, the very first letter, the person who was leading the charge deeply compromised. Is Peter Daszak, who is again, this is the person who facilitated the funding from the NIH to the Wuhan lab and is now on the Wuhan team investigating, investigating. for yes. the WHO. So, this guy <laughs> so did a nice job of summarizing our points there, but yeah, like, and, and I'm not I'm not going to go as far as to say I tr believe Sagar that we should never invest in this type of research again ever because I think it's irresponsible for neither of us who know enough about this to know that that's the right answer but it certainly should be a discussion of hey if this is what happened should we be doing this and here are the pros and cons to this type of research right and has there ever been any benefit to it like have we yeah like if I had to guess I'm sure there has been and like that's got to be part of the equation as well I don't know I mean, I mean if there's what been they're, what they're doing is of like, dollars put in, you'd assume there'd be some benefit to it. I mean, don't you think we would have heard about that by now over the last fucking year plus? I don't. We didn't even hear about that. what this type of research was if it wasn't for these like sidebar conversations on it. It's not really in the mainstream at all. I know, but doesn't what they're doing in those gain of function research like sound really fucked up and really dangerous? Definitely, sounds like they're dangerous. literally like manipulating and enhancing like bat viruses to be <laughs> certainly like a horror movie and yeah and like they, they had one that like had a 15 percent mortality rate that's yeah, just sitting in a lab somewhere waiting to break right. out like i'm sorry like there's no way you can tell me again that's Sager's point if it's proven that this came from a lab that should pretty much tell us right then and there that 3 million lives are not worth the cost of whatever benefit we get from this research. Don't you think? How are you going to yeah, sit there and say to people it's that? It's very logical if that is the case. That's all I was saying is I don't have enough information to know that is the case. Like if that's well, research, until we know for how... certain that it came from the lab, I agree with you. Well, no, um, not that. The, the fact that there's never been any positives from this type of research if there were, though, you would say, okay, well, now we know that whatever those positives were, we have to live without them because there's no way we could ever risk something like this happening ever again. I at least think it's a very interesting debate.
Like if this research has stopped 15 viruses we had never even heard of. Right. And I think that's a good point, Jared, because maybe there are things that it's like, it's like kind of like things in the government, like think of all the possible like terrorist attacks and that you never hear about that, that we, we never hear yeah, about, which but, definitely happened. The same can be said for this type of research. But, but we again, know, again, but we know shit know. like that doesn't happen. We've heard all about it from our, we don't know. We don't know for a fact. I think there needs to be somebody who actually understands science to dive a little deeper no, 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 to I'm fully sa- sell me. No, no, I'm saying, um, Adam's example of, you know, us thwarting terrorist attacks, like, Glenn Greenwald, uh, everyone who would be experts in that subject of, you know, what is the government doing with our data and what they have stopped nothing. And if they had, that would be that would they would prop that up and say, this is exactly why we do this shit. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that there are things that like we only hear about like we, we we've heard about everything that's happened like as far as a threat to our war a th- threat to our country i have a hard time believing that but i i i do get your point ty i i just like like yeah, Jerry said i don't have thinking skeptically you know, we we don't have we're not scientists we don't have the information so scientists, I'm not gonna sit that's, here. that's that's my point science you you know now scientists are going to act in their own self-interest so how are you going to trust? But I, I think you could you could get a you could get a biologist or virologist who's maybe not in bed with these types of research who understands how it works and maybe more than soccer. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, but I mean, all all I'm proposing is I think it's open for a debate before we say this research is awful. We well, should never do it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't think Sagar would say. Yeah, I think the scientific community needs to listen to me. He, that's his. That's just his opinion. Well, that other guy, like I don't know who the guy who wrote the article is. I don't know if he's a virologist. No, he, yeah, he's a former scientist. Maybe I got to read the ten thousand word article then. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's. Are we ready to put myself to sleep tonight? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I just that that's my that's the that's like kind of where it ends for me is like again, even if we stopped one or two viruses, like. The fact that these people have the power to fucking wipe out 15% of the population by a simple fucking mistake is too risky. I think that's out of a movie. That's out of one of those fucking movies. It you totally watch. is. It is. You know, yeah, it's like Outbreak. That we're the movie Outbreak. playing fucking God and mutating yeah. these viruses. You're, now that you say this, this is literally how every zombie movie ever has started. Right. In uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, us going too far. You know, in the name of the better good. Oh, this this show gets me so depressed. Why do we always talk about these topics? Because they're important. Um, you, you know what? I think we're going to look back at the lab leak theory like for in 10 years, 15 years, JFK conspiracy theory. We're going to have somebody put out a movie that lays out all the facts and we're going to say there is no chance in hell that that was from a bat in a What's the other animal? I don't remember. I don't. I don't think another animal. I looked. I looked it up the other day. It was something oh, weird. Like, it looks like an looking thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, weird. we're gonna look at it and say, yeah, the, the facts do not make this look like that at all. And it was a massive conspiracy theory that'll come out thirty years from now. We'll so see. This is our generation's JFK. And you know, it was the fucking craziest thing. Not the craziest thing, because obviously that's a fucking wild story. Um, <laughs> How, did, how about the fact that Facebook put a flag on that article saying, 
missing context. Independent fact checkers say this information could mislead people. More of the same. Un-fucking believable. Totally believable is what you meant to say. Yeah, I was just saying, like, this is nothing shocking anymore. We've covered that. This is the the world we live in. State-sponsored media is not an exaggeration at all. Um, so I got, I got one last thing and, and this means a lot when I say this, this is the officially the craziest story as far as this pandemic is concerned that I have ever heard. And I don't know that this could be topped. UMass Amherst students say they're not being treated fairly. They were suspended for not wearing masks. Oh, I saw this campus outdoor event. Good evening, I'm Paula Evans. And I'm Anna Redis Rodriguez. The students have now been told they've lost their credits and tuition for this semester. But as WBZ's Paul Burton shows us, they believe there's proof the school isn't applying the same rules to everyone. There was a photo sent to the administration of these girls outside, off campus on a Saturday. This is why they've lost a whole semester of their schooling. Tewksbury parents, Kristen and Scott, are speaking out on behalf of their daughter. She, along with two of her friends, shown here in this photo, are freshmen at UMass Amherst. And it's this picture that was posted on social media, and then someone handed it over to the university that has landed them in serious trouble. She and two others... For context, because you guys can't see it, it's just a picture of them standing together outdoors. I I watched that earlier today. Yeah. um, A gathering... At off campus and were immediately removed from housing and suspended. It's heartbreaking. Teresa and RJ's daughter was also suspended. What also infuriates these parents was this video of the UMass Amherst hockey team <laughs> celebrating their national championship. <laughs> Fucking hundreds and Some hundreds of people outside without masks on and seem wasted. Masks. I just want the university administration to be equitable and fair. Since their suspension, the students have been studying remotely at their homes. But just last week, they were cut off from their virtual learning. They weren't allowed to take their finals, so this entire semester was a total loss, both academically and financially. They just couldn't let him go another that week or two. Fucking <laughs> school should burn to the ground. Yeah, that's, that's so That's up. one of the most messed up things I've ever heard. And sure enough, Massachusetts. <laughs> so mean, consistent with this book batshit crazy COVID nonsense. And, and this and this follows our little segment on how unbelievably rare it is to transmit the virus outdoors. Yeah. These are three nineteen year old freshmen who would be fine if they got the virus anyway. And the person who told on them and sent it to administration, <laughs> oh my God. I Ridiculous. Mean, so I guess I guess poor, that, poor kids, you feel bad, right? That's terrible. Yeah, and it Can makes you, you fucking think, imagine like, if that happened to you. I would, I would have, I would transfer schools. I'd leave. I would but totally still, leave. You still lose all that money, right? <laughs> Either yeah, way, it's messed like, up. Super messed. It's so messed up. No logic involved in that whatsoever. Hopefully, they fight it and go. Well, here's. Uh, well, you say you say logic, Jared. I think I'm trying to think of what the logic or what their logic might have been. What if? that picture was sent they did nothing about it and obviously i'm not supporting this i'm just giving and play devil's advocate here if that photo gets sent nothing happens and then word gets out that something like that information was given to like the higher ups and they did nothing about it i mean i think it's it'd be ridiculous but i think people would like some people in that state would probably lose their mind until 
they found out it wasn't even on campus. It was an off-campus event. I mean, and anyone who said, would lose their mind, I don't care where you are on this fucking well, dude, godforsaken I mean, planet. If you're not wearing a mask outside, that should not lend, like, there should no, be no punishment well, for that. What do, you, what do you think Jared's neighbors would say? Yeah, they're the same, same restaurants that refuse to open their inside dining to Virtue Signal and would so, rather go out of business. So I think I, you know, it goes without saying, but a big part of this is where it's happening. If this took place yeah. in like Rhode Island, if it was a university of Rhode Island, nothing would have happened. But like there, there's just this, this cloud over Massachusetts that that just blocks out all logical thinking when it comes to this virus. And then and like and like the the um, video showed it showed the fucking hockey team celebrating as if they were in like downtown Boston. They just won the fucking Stanley Cup. And nobody had a mask on and they were on campus yeah. and pe- nothing happened. The people responsible for this should be fucking fired. That's oh, it's ridiculous. The people that made that decision. They're immune. The people that made that decision to literally cost these families tens of tens thousands of, thousands of dollars. dollars. Yeah. Combined. Because and, and- they weren't wearing a mask on a Saturday afternoon somewhere else in the world. Like and that is fucking insane. And let's just like remind ourselves this. If worst case scenario, these girls got COVID because they didn't have their masks on and came back to their dorm or came back to whatever, literally nothing would happen. They're young 20 year olds. COVID doesn't do anything to them. They'll have a cold for three days. It'd be the common cold. And, and, that, and that fucking COVID. campus is on lockdown anyway. Nobody's going to classes and seeing each other. Right. They would have been no, in, all, all in their of- dorm room. All of this is theater. Of course, dude. I mean, it's more than theater, though. I mean, this is like cross the line to complete and right. utter insanity. Because he I mean, started a nonprofit, dude. Th- this would make sense to me if they had literally somehow, like, somehow got COVID, knew it, and then literally did something to actively go around and, and like, yeah. spread it. Like, right. I don't know what that would have been, but. You know, if you had like a deliberate effort to spread COVID, you know, I right. guess like that's okay. You, you can get reprimanded for that. But I, I mean, I don't know how I'd keep calm if I were the students yeah. or the parents. So like, yeah. And, and to say that this, to say this is theater, you're also implying that they're playing up something that's not a huge deal just for the shock. But this is again, more than theater, as you tie said, like, as you said, Ty, this is like borderline, like, padded walls and straight jackets to, to, to think that to think that this is okay what they've done right that's what i mean was, is justifiable imagine being in that room with those three people that sat down and said this is unacceptable not, that was the crazy not only are we going to kick them off campus we are going to strip them of their ability to do Virtual schooling. Yeah, it makes no sense. What? Well, in, in all of this, when COVID at college is not going to be a thing after one more week, there's one week they're done. And by next September, all the kids will be vaccinated. They it's it's going to be irrelevant. Sending quite a message, that's for sure. Oh, I mean, that just broke my fucking brain when I saw that. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Brain breaker. Fuck Massachusetts, dude, honestly. I'm I'm out of here. Two weeks, baby. Yeah, you're going to the next second 
hellhole. I go to the best place on earth, culinary by the sea. <laughs> There's only um, two people I know that despise Newport, and it's Ty and Tom. And I don't know anyone else. Two of our best that, friends. Like, yeah, I don't. There's no one else I can name that's like oh, I fucking in America <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's good to visit. I would fuck. I'd fuck that place. Ty's gonna end up living there one day. <laughs> nah, fuck that. Dude, I fucking love this place. <laughs> Guys, where are you? Move down to Newport. <laughs> well, I like I said, the, the Earth's gravity is gonna be shifting soon. How how long, Jared? Uh, my movers come the twenty sixth, so a little over two weeks. Fuck yeah. The center of the universe will be headed south. A gravitational pull. Let's go. Let's get, let's get, let's get down to business. Everybody come to Newport. Summer of love. Oh, yeah. At least for three months until I figure out where I'm living after that. <laughs> Which will probably be Newport. Yeah, hopefully. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, did you guys, were you able to tear it up on Saturday and last, uh, last yeah. outing in Boston? I thought we, yeah. we, we had a pretty busy, what time did you go uh, to bed? Busy night. We actually went to bed after one. Oh yeah! All right. It was it was the latest I had been to bed in a long time. It was lit. I felt like shit the next day. I was tired. Yeah, I was I was gone before you got up. Yeah, you were you were up on the road by seven. What? Well, I we had Mother's Day shit, so I had to head home. Oh my god! Well, you guys also got to remember, I'm up at six o'clock no matter what. So you're seven thirty. If I'm hungover. Oh, I wasn't hungover, dude. I'm invincible. Adam doesn't get hungover. He's just, perma- he's just I, permanently slow. Now, if I were to drink a bunch of Manhattans, because I never drink those, I probably wouldn't feel great. Yeah. But if I stick with Pitches, beer, I'm fucking beer. good. I'm a beer yeah. boy for life. It was, a, it was a fun day. Hopped around to a bunch of breweries. Went out, got some ramen, some bar hopping. I love that ramen. I wish I could. Very eat. good. Tom ate like three bites. I, he was uh, going to wither, wither away on us. <laughs> No, he was gaining weight for a while, I thought. Not anymore. I'm surprised. Did he stay? So he stayed over. You convinced him, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I told Jared. I, I didn't even is, really try. No, no. But like, we didn't come back until like midnight. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we purposely stayed out later. I mean, not that we wouldn't have anyway, I guess, but I guess there's times where we have less things planned and we like head back and we just have a drink at the, at his, at your place. If it's like nine 30, 10 o'clock, Tom's hitting the road. Like it's, it's no Steve's doubt. Day? Uh, oh, Steve canceled. He didn't even come. See, <laughs> 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 so you, uh, when you're listening to this, you suck. He knows, he, he knows he, he should have been sucks. there. He knows he should have been there. Um, all right, dude, what do we, what do we have to, to wrap us up here? I don't I have, have any special segments. I have stay woke. I have a short, a short version of it. Bring us home. So first on the woke hot seat is uh, workplace training. So I don't know if you guys saw the big uh, leak on Twitter, but the Disney employee training manual was leaked. So it's like a 22 page PDF and I'm obviously not going to read a lot of it, but I'll read the title. Definitely allyship for race consciousness. That's the name. That's 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 the title of uh, Walt Disney's Reimagine Tomorrow training, and they have a definition here of what cult. Yeah. 
So I'll, I'll read the definition. So allyship 101, and this is the only part I'll read, but this is the general gist of the entire training process. Allyship is a relationship with the underrepresented individual or group outside of your own identity. Example, disabilities, racial, ethnic groups, I'm sorry, racial, ethnic identity, gender, gender identity. So gender and gender identity are two different things, apparently. Can um, you explain that? I, no, I can't. I have no idea what that means. Religion, veteran status, sexual orientation, socioeconomic veteran status. Veteran status. Love that. Veteran status, yes. That is grounded in accountability, action, and respect. So I think, I think I've was... watched the, these fucking nuts that get paid to write all this garbage. They, shit. they love it. Oh they, my god! They think I'm the fucking smartest person in the world. They right. they, they run the oppression Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next on the hot seat is lifelong goals. So you know we're all you know getting to that age where you know some of us have found our you know our soulmate or a partner for the rest of our lives. Jared's in search of one. And obviously these decisions we make in terms of starting a family, it means we can't achieve certain goals maybe that we set out for ourselves. So there's a Twitter conversation I, I stumbled upon that I will, I will read for you guys, starting with this person named Melinda. Uh, quote, I love my sons more than life, but if I can go back in time, I would have never <laughs> had children. It. it completely <laughs> takes over your life and focus. And I could have done so many more worthwhile things. I feel like I've reached the last part of my life, never having achieved anything. So someone responds, what achievement would it be? appreciate that. <laughs> I, say, I hope he's kids kid. reading this. Thanks, Jesus Ma. Christ. Thanks, Melinda. <laughs> what achievements would you, this is someone else responding. What achievement would you have fulfilled? I asked, I'm sorry, I asked not to judge, but because I struggle with this set of thoughts myself. I made career-limiting decisions when I decided to have kids, but would my career have been great without? Would, would a great career matter? To whom? Me? My obit? And then Melinda finishes off with, I would have finished law school. Then I could have joined the Innocence Project and hopefully work to free the black men that I know today are in prisons in the South for crimes they didn't do. I have a long list and regrets. So clearly, sad. I, it's kind very of, sad. Kind of a little bit, like like you have a family and she must like, not willing to give it all up for that. Fuck about those kids. Oh, that's a virtue <laughs> signal that you want to be part of the innocence project. Like, remember? Yeah. Can you read again the first sentence of this? The, how this started? Sure. I love my sons more than life. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> and then we heard everything else after that. I don't think that's true, Lady Melinda. Yeah. But hey, now, you know you know who actually wrote that, right? You know who's a Melinda who's been in the news lately? Ooh. Melinda Gates questioning a lot of life decisions right now. Do you find Except her on Hinge yet? I did not. What does she look like? Let's see. Oh, she's not very attractive. Was she hot like Jackie Mac? Jackie um, Mac. She's definitely better looking than Jackie Mac. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Jared's that, dude. infatuation with Jackie Mac. Um, no, she is not better looking than Jackie Mac. I'm I would think up so. with Doris Burke. Oh, PC. Let grab. me, uh, let me, let me get a little screen share and, sh and show you guys. Oh, Ty, we're oh, disabled again. He I've was temporarily her. enabled I, us for one episode. We, we've both seen no, her. No. We, we know what she looks like. 
All right. Well, I'm not going to show you guys because she's hideous. Just send, send I, text it to us. We can see it that way. No, I, 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 you got it. You can do it. Love that air, Jared. Oh my god! Ooh. Yeah. The picture I saw was much better looking than that. I think I'd rather have Bill. <laughs> Come here, Bill. You just change so, your, uh, change your Bumble preferences to to dudes, and Bill pops. So he looks old. I, Holy I, shit! I, I know Melinda's going to be worth a uh, hundred billion dollars after the divorce, so maybe I'll I was to say she looks a lot it. more attractive with that money. That's for sure. Yeah. Any um, any quick? Uh, oh, are we not done? I got two more. Two more quick. All right. This one is pretty fucking wild, so buckle up. So the hot seat is sexual preferences. All right. So the names have been blotted out from the from this post of these two people. But here's what they have to say. Hi, I'm a lesbian and I fucking love dick. Centering lesbianism around pussy is so fucking othering to trans and non-binary lesbians. Jesus fucking Christ. So then someone responds That's to that. That's a nice one. Wait, read, 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 read the second sentence again about the trans and... Centering lesbianism around pussy is so fucking othering to trans and non-binary lesbians. Jesus fucking Christ. So someone actually responds to that with their own take on it. I, and this is a, <laughs> a not very, a very unattractive, larger woman based on the picture says, oh God, I love Dick. I just don't like Dick when it's attached to a cis man, but girl Dick or, <laughs> or non-binary Dick is totally fine. <laughs> and I don't think that makes me less of a lesbian. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I can't, even, I can't even follow this. This is exactly why I had to share this with you guys because I'm still not. Go back to your microphone, shared. Jared, in your settings. Did I lose it? Yeah, you're you're talking now. Through. <laughs> nah, it's, go, it's going through my mic. Yeah, hashtag, now it is. Hashtag girl dick. Well, I, I need to connect again? the dots. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Sorry to listeners that don't like me swearing and saying bad words, but sexual organs aren't swear words. No, they just this raunchy. But that's I fine. Don't, I don't know if uh, pussy is that scientific term. And dick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, if that's widely used in the medical community. It is in the Mo dictionary. All right. Hi, I'm a lesbian, <laughs> and I fucking love dick. Centering lesbianism around pussy is so fucking othering to trans and non-binary lesbians. Jesus fucking Christ. And then this is the other person. I love dick. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like dick when it's attached to a cis man. (laughs) But girl dick or (laughs) non-binary dick is totally fine. And I don't think that makes me less of a lesbian. (laughs) Uh, Jesus. So she's saying, as long as you like your dick on a girl, you can still be a lesbian. 
then you're all set, I guess. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a hack. That's kind of like a life hack there. Like you be a lesbian. That's like Bruce, that's like Bruce Jenner turning into Caitlyn Jenner, but still like in chicks. It's like, dude. Yeah. It's like not how the, this yeah. works. Come on. But somehow you're against. Whoa, whoa, you're whoa. <laughs> somehow Bruce is against gay marriage, despite the fact that he's a transgendered woman who likes a woman. Explain that one to America. You lost me there. All right. Wow. The last one hurts. I, I probably should have ended with that one. Because yeah. Was, not... You got to end with that one. You got to end with that one. That <sighs> All right. Was, I'll, save the, I'll save this weird. other. I'll save this other one. But yeah, that was that was a good one. Any quick um, Palestinian Israeli thoughts, Jared? It's messed up, man. The whole thing's messed up. I mean, it's who, even. Whose side cool. are you on? The um, Palestinians. Adam? They get attacked first, dude. I think the Palestinians probably had claim, lay claim, had laid claim to that land a lot, you know, for for much longer time than in recent memory than the. And I wasn't even talking Israel. about a long time ago. Like they were attacked first this week. Right. I'm just I'm going back to like end of World War One when this kind of whole thing started. But yeah, I mean, I I. I think I have to go with the Palestinians too. I mean, it's just, it just seems like, cause if you and read through the history though, it's super yeah. fucked up. What's, what's been it's going so on. Messed up. It is. They're, they're literally and pretty much in even, it. Sorry. You go, go ahead. You go ahead. No, I'm just saying like the, with the way this started, what it's not, I won't, I don't even blame the, the Israelites that much. I mean, obviously recently because of their actions, but like they were both put into a shitty fucking situation uh, that it was inevitable that this was going to happen. I mean, like, feel like, and anyone follows like general current events, this stuff is, there's always something in the news about this and no one's been able to figure out a solution. Um, it's, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But yeah, because I think the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip are pretty much confined to a refugee camp esque. <laughs> Dude, fake yeah. city that they built for them because they after were taking away out. their yeah, own land and giving it map. to the Israelis. Yeah. It's literally this tiny so ass fucking strip. They're, they're, they're oppressed. They keep food from them. They treat them like absolute, you know, worse than third class citizens. And now they just went and kicked them out of their homes and attacked them in their mosques. That's not. Yeah. Okay. Well, now they're attacking them in Jerusalem. They have a mosque in Jerusalem. That they were yeah. like attacking and you know not letting them in, like setting off smoke grenades in the mosque, stun grenades, yeah, like just people praying and shooting fucking missiles. Like you guys saw the video I shared. Well, that, that that was the Palestinians back at Israel, right? I, I'm just saying that like that's a literal war zone right now. And yeah, people are just in the all they the shot 150 <laughs> missiles. <laughs> I mean, those things looked Christ. like fireworks. I'm not sure how much damage they did. I think <laughs> one hit an apartment building. Yeah. Sucks whoever was in that apartment. <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah, not great aim, fellas. Like, we got to work yeah. on one out of 150 is pretty yeah. weak. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll see if this turns into a hot war. If so, I think Palestine's in big, big trouble because nobody seems to have their back. Yeah, it's kind of fucked that, like, we, like, they're fucking using, like, is- Israel is using shit that we bought for them to fight this battle. Oh, yeah. And we're spending I mean, more on the Israeli military than we are on global climate climate initiative. Shit. Yeah. Like, why? 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 I mean, I know like, they're, they're we're one of our biggest allies. We, we like having them as a military ally in the Middle East. 
Yeah, I know. It's just it, it's and also because we created the state of Israel, so we've ensured it's successful um, by putting trillions and trillions of dollars into it since we've created it. Well, the United Nations created it. United Which States. Which we we were the United Nations at that point. We were the loudest it was, voice it was post a, World War II. Sure. I mean, I'm saying it was a group effort. It was a group decision to, to yeah, do that. And it's the same group now that 100% still backs Israel and doesn't care oh, about yeah, Palestinians. No doubt. No doubt. And that's so fucked. It is. It is. It's very fucked up. I blame England. England started I'm with this whole my thing. Muslim brothers and sisters. So you're against the Jews. I just want to be clear. So you're anti-Semitic <laughs> is what you're saying. I, I am against not Netanyahu and the Israel government. Absolutely. I worked for two Israelis. They were fucking awful. Jesus <laughs> Good way to end the podcast. Oh, checkbox. Mo says outrageous, racist, sexist comment for the end of the uh, show. Check. Check, check. Sign us off. I love you guys.